You're on fire tonight. A lot of people have been asking me about 300, and I'd be lying if I said that big things weren't in the works behind the scenes. So this feels like the perfect opportunity to officially announce that Better is now giving 300x payouts. That's turning $10 into $3,000 instantly with an eight pick lineup. Go download Better and play Better Picks today. Marry 300xmas. You haven't made your brisket in a minute. I did one um, at the very like end of Have fall. Have you made one since you cut your hand? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell this story, bro. So, um, like the second or the second or third time I ever made a brisket, I was having probably 20 people over, and it was all my uh, wife's parents' friends. So they're all super cool. We've hung out with them a bunch, but they're all, you know, 40s, 50s, like, but just a lively bunch, very fun people. Yeah. And uh, our house was just stacked. So I'm like, all right, I got my brisket down. I'm going to do a brisket for everybody. Let's go. And the day before, so normally I just cut my brisket with, whatever chef's knife I had. But I was like, I want to do it right. So I went to a local, um, it was like a kitchenware store, and I bought this super dope uh, brisket slicing knife. It's like three feet long. And uh, it's very, very sharp, obviously. And so um, I brisket's perfect. Everything's good. And uh, I'm slicing the brisket up, right? It's on the cutting board, and everybody's having a good time. They're they're drinking, they're hanging out, it's loud, there's a bunch of people, it's like an open concept kind of living room kitchen area, and there's everybody's together, and Tony is telling a story, I don't remember, what, do you remember what the story was? <laughs> Must have been a good one. It was a, Tony was telling a story, so. I was really into it, I think. Mind you, while I'm cutting this brisket, I have black, uh, like, latex gloves on, right. so I don't get stuff all over my hands, so I'm cutting it, cutting it, cutting it, and as Tony's telling the story, I'm at the very end of the brisket, and it kind of, like, caps off, so it's not easy to slice, and it, it's a little harder too because it's a thinner part, so it cooked it cooked more. And I'm looking over, and I'm just like, oh. And I go to cut the brisket, and it just knife just slides off, and just slices my index finger so bad. And uh, but I have black gloves on, right? So, and and I I didn't like react at all. I almost didn't know what happened at first. Um, but uh, I knew like I just felt like heat. On my finger, oh, and uh, and I just immediately stopped, dropped the knife, and nobody noticed except <laughs> for my mother-in-law, and she's this little tiny lady, like the, the freaking cutest, best lady ever. And she and goes, you were like, and I just grabbed my finger, and she was like, "You just cut your your finger, didn't you?" And I was like, "Yes, I did." And I just ran straight to the bathroom, and I when I got to the bathroom, I pulled the glove off, and it looked like a murder scene. There was so much blood everywhere. It was just, oh. it actually, like, when I pulled the glove off, it kind of stuck to my finger, so it, it didn't really come off smooth. It kind of, like, stretched and shot out, so then it splattered all over the walls. Oh, bro, you're being so descriptive. Dude, yeah, it was bad. And so I, uh, so my mother-in-law was the only one that noticed. So she's she sprinted in after me and is helping me out and stuff. So we wrapped it in, uh, like, toilet paper and paper towels and stuff, and I was holding my finger above my head like this. <laughs> Bro, it was so bad. I I still uh, let me see here. Nah, I don't have a scar. I don't really scar. I don't do that. Yeah, it's but uh, like, um, it was probably an inch long cut. It was like super super deep, and uh, 
It's my I fault, dude. I, I, I was yeah, telling a good story. Yeah, you telling a great story. So she got it all settled and handled, and then I walked back out, and I think everybody kind of clapped. <laughs> <laughs> but they all knew, and I was like, all right, guys, well, we're ready. I'm about to have some bloody brisket. Yeah. I didn't get any blood on the brisket. I saved it. Because Allegedly. That wasn't an option. The brisket was going Yeah, that's the last time I remember it. having it. That's No, I made it plenty of times. For I haven't had it since then. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right, we'll do another one. Then. Yeah. Do a winter brisket. Sounds delightful. <laughs> um, Mr. Beast came out with a new video, and the whole concept was... Who's Mr. Uh, Beast? Mr. Beast, biggest YouTuber in the world. I know. I was just saying that to mess with you because you love him. <laughs> I love Mr. Beast, like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has 100 billion followers <laughs> on YouTube, and he makes 10... Thousand million dollars <laughs> video, and he does it in seventy different countries. It's the craziest things ever. They played tag in an amusement park. It was insane. <laughs> like, okay, dude, I don't, uh, he has right. two hundred million subscribers. What's this, what was the scenario? Two hundred billion needs zillion subscribers. Where's he trapped in now? What's the scenario? All right, so this was the so he, he made put, a guy stay in a grocery <laughs> store for a month. That happened. Dude, you have a grocery store. What? I don't yeah, get that. I, could right. never, so I this, would never leave. This, but I this would is literally good, never leave. This is a good scenario for you guys. Okay, go ahead. All right. So the concept of the video was they put two, he put two strangers together, and if they could last 100 days, they win $500,000. Oh, what? Just in like in a very well-lit room. The lights never go off. So Guy and girl? Gorgeous. Guy and girl. <gasps> so... <laughs> My original, my original question that I had written up was, do you think you two could do it together? And that's an easy answer. Bro, I, I don't, I don't even want to go down that road. Why don't you just hit up Mr. Beast editor and get us on one of these scenarios? Because yeah. I've well, seen things where like you got to hold a like a finger on a Lamborghini jet to get the jet. I'm like, dude, I would never let go. Of the jet. We're getting the jet. <laughs> get us. We're in there. getting the jet. The well, jet is ours. Sign the paperwork. Do you think that you could do it with a stranger? Do what? It stay for a hundred days. A hundred days in that room with a stranger. Hundred percent. I mean, I could. Half a million dollars isn't that important to me, though. Well, this. I'd is rather a- just be training. <laughs> I'll just train in there, and I have a body weight. <laughs> just beat the crowd. They're trying to leave. You're like, no. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is do you think you could convince the other person to stay? Oh, because if they leave, yeah. you Tony's don't win any so money. Convincing. Yeah, that's so convincing. That's I definitely could do it too. Easy answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we both convinced our wives to marry us, <laughs> which is way harder. We already did the hard thing. Yeah, so. that's like the whole your whole life. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being trapped in a room with me for your whole life. I convinced a smart, <laughs> college-educated, athletic girl to do that. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd be all right. Next. Next. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, obviously, did you guys watch the fights, or did you see the clips? Of oh, the I actually did watch the fights this weekend. I, I wanted to watch them. Oh, wow. I saw some clips, yeah. Uh, first off, we got to talk about this. Josh Emmett with one of the dude. hardest punches oh in gosh, the entire Bro, That was bad. You know, you, know why, you know why that happened? You know what happened. Because uh, you guys have beef. Because what was the guy's name again? Bri- Bryce, Bryce Mitchell. Because mm-hmm. Bryce Mitchell decided to talk shit to me one time on social. And he was saying, <laughs> it was basically when I said. That, he did talk shit. He just, I, no, no. I'll, I'll explain the scenario. He, this is, he got what was coming to him. All right. So. <laughs> So listen. (laughs) So I said I was on Ariel Hawani. Ariel asked me when I'm going to be fighting. You know, would I do the prelims or something? I said, Ariel, you think I'm a prelim fighter? And then I said something along the lines of, I would just retire if I had to fight on the prelims. And then Bryce Mitchell went off on me. Which about, he, he didn't he didn't say my name. He wasn't direct. He no, commented. but I, I just learned that this was his first non prelim fight. 
I, so it makes a little more sense. It makes sense. He yeah. was he was mad about that, and uh-huh. I get it. it was a little disrespectful. So you know, I, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I didn't I didn't consider other people's feelings when I made that comment. I was just talking about myself. Yeah. And but he decided mouth off. And <laughs> guess what, bro? That's what happens. Boom. That I was, will win at bad. the end of the day. That was bad. Ilya, it wasn't enough. Had to get him one more time. <laughs> Tony's so embarrassed. <laughs> Can't, do Can't do that. Bro, the guy no, was hey, shaking after. No, that was really bad. I was uncomfortable. That was a bad knockout. Yeah. But what, I don't know, if change, not to change the subject off of, because this isn't about me, even though I made it about me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool how afterward Bryce thanked Josh for yeah. not following up. Yeah. And Josh was like, you know, you're welcome. Obviously, when I hit people, I don't need to follow up. It was you said like, that? yeah. Bro. Oh, so we double violated. Double. Wow. Well, he wasn't really violating. He was more just saying like, I'm the hardest hitting 145 yeah, yeah. in the division. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That he doubled down on it though. <laughs> yeah, he doubled down on it. And, uh, but yeah, that was just nice, you know, little little classiness in MMA. Yeah, that was <laughs> unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Who did we pick for that? We picked Josh Emmett. Okay, we did. Yeah, did did we hit our bets? Uh, that, let's let's move through the card okay, a little bit okay. here. So we start with Josh Emmett. Uh, next one on there was Patty and Ferguson, which sucks. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Patty got him, but it was a good fight. Well, Tony got beat up a little bit. Do you think he should retire? I think he should have retired five fights ago, but that's not my call. It's his call. True. So. Do your thing, man. I, I don't know. It's hard when you want to go out on a win when you were one of the at the top of the sport at one point. So, you know, on, like, like I said before, obviously I just wish him the best because he's not in a great position. He's obviously a competitor, wants to keep going, but yeah, that's you can't, like, who's he going to fight? Is he going to fight some dude that off the regional scene? No, he's Tony Ferguson. Yeah. So he's got to fight good guys. So it's, it's a tough position. Anyways, well, thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his like his will and mind are at a different place than his body and and skill set and age and all that. So it stinks. Sure. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> um, moving up the card a little bit, the fight that I got right that you guys kind of doubted me on, Shavkat. No, we said if he grabs him, he's gonna submit. Yeah, him. that's what we said. Oh. What are you talking? And about? then it turned out he hurt his ankle. That's why he didn't want to strike. So right. Yeah. Well, he just <laughs> no, he just no, literally he yeah. was a dominant win, domination. <laughs> he wrestled him the whole time. I said that if domination. he wrestles him, he's going to win. We said that. We, that was clip clip us back in saying this exact same thing. A good fight. If for they two if, and they, half if they strike, if they purely strike, Wonder Boy will piece him up. Yeah. Okay. If he tries to take him down, if he takes Wonder Boy down, then <clears> it's gonna be more competitive. But if it's just striking, Wonder Boy will piece him up. Yeah. If he strikes, he will lose. If he wrestles, he'll win. He wrestled. He won. That is crazy. The first time he got subbed though. Yeah, and yeah, dude, I can't believe Shavkat has 18 fights and 18 finishes. Yeah, it's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Who do you think he's going to fight next? You think he has a shot at, like, fighting well, for the title? I know they kind of want to give him the, the title shot, but I feel like Bilal deserves it. Bilal's one of Throw him against Colby. Colby dude. won't fight him. You don't think? I don't think. I hate Colby Covington. Colby's in a, in a weird position Who's that? Who else is coming up at 170 right now? He needs like one more fight. Let Bilal and uh, and Leon been, fight, and then give him somebody else. There hasn't been any like give a him win Gilbert streak. or Gary, but Ian Gary. yeah, they're not going to fight each ten. other. Well, you also that was a, what about was, Gilbert Burns? Gilbert Burns has won a couple. No, mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns just lost to Bilal. Yeah. Oh, but that would, that's 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 still it's still a good fight. Oh, Gilbert's fighting um someone. Oh, they just really? announced, Yeah, dang. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that he should fight Usman. That'd be a good fight too. I think that'd be like a great matchup. Yeah, Usman back down to seventy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Because I don't think I don't think Usman's a one eighty five or. No, he just. I think he just did it for the fight. Did for the. He also fought a one seventy at one eighty five. So they were supposed. Yeah. It wasn't like he fought an eighty five er. That's true. But anyways, yeah. Uh, Moving on, Pantoja, great win. Mm -hmm. Pantoja got a big win. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy for him. Excited. Att represent. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then let's just talk about the. Worst fight that I've ever watched from an individual. Colby Covington. That bad, guy bad game freaking plan. sucks. I didn't watch it. So he just like tried to strike with him for f- four rounds pretty much. Wow. And uh, Leon did a great job. Leon made him, you know, fight his fight. You know, he controlled pretty much everything. He made a couple mistakes in the grappling scenarios. Like a couple that he, where he got taken down. Mm. Um, but... He got back up for the most part, aside from the last round. And, uh, I mean, he won the fight really, very easily. Didn't get hurt. Didn't get really hit at all. So, I mean, I think, obviously, Colby didn't fight well. But I think Leon fought well. I feel like as bad as Colby fought, Leon fought yeah. well. So, you, you can't really take it away from him. Yeah. He went out there. He did what he needed to do. Right. It's not his problem that Colby couldn't follow a game plan or, you know, had ring rust, whatever it was. Like, Leon fought really well. Mm-hmm. I think he's in his stride right now. He's got to, yeah, he's doing really keep well. Keep that up, keep that momentum up. Yeah. He's by far the best 170 like in the world. No one in the, well, we'll see if when he rematches Bilal. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about Shavkat coming up. So I think there are guys that are, you know, going to be able to give him some resistance and stuff. But uh, I mean, if, if Hamzat goes back down, that's a freaking tough fight for him. Mm-hmm. But, tough fight. I agree. But um, yeah, I think. I think uh, Islam wants to go up too. Islam would be a tough fight mm-hmm. for him as well, but I, w- I think that's really competitive, in my opinion. Really? Like, I think I feel like Hamza comes down, oh, he would probably beat him up. Mm-hmm. But Islam coming up, even though he's a big fifty fiver, Leon's big. Leon's big. Yeah. Leon can freaking strike. Colby mm-hmm. was able to hold him down a good amount, so who knows? But. I think that, and Leon's smart. He keeps his cool. So, I don't know. That would, and Islam, he's not like a hundred percent grappler. He 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 t- tries to strike a lot. He tries to strike a lot with all cool. the guys he's fought, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the last fight of the night, <clears throat> it was unscheduled on that same card. Oh yeah, Sean Strickland. Oh yeah, the that, was, that wild. was wild. That was funny. I thought it was funny how he asked Gilbert's kid to move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what I don't know is when he. So he had good technique. He jumped the chair. He got on top of him. There's no rules, bro. Why would you not throw in 12, 12 to 6? Yeah. Boom, round top of the head. Boom. Boom. Like, yeah. Like, you know, that uh, easily. That, that was what I, the only thing that I saw. He, he should have been dropping 12 to 6 right on the top of the dome. I thought it was funny that Dana said, oh, what kind of That he sat them there? <laughs> yeah, he was so mad other. about that. He was, he, you know, he sat him there. He <laughs> yeah. Said, He's like, why did I do that? I'm so stupid. I feel like he gets fake mad about stuff like that. <laughs> like the the perfect example is like the Connor Khabib bus thing. That's what every he's single so time that it's like, dude, like, that made you a billion dollars. Like, you guys think I like this? I don't like this. I don't. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, this is boosting the ratings ten thousand percent. Yeah, <laughs> that was wild. Oh man, yeah, that was cool though. When I, did they fight? January seventeenth. January. Oh, oh, it's really soon. Who do you think is going to win that fight? Have you watched mo- much of them? Um, I watched, yeah, I've watched, I've watched them both. Um, 
I, with the way Drakus has looked his last two fights, I would pick him. Yeah, I think he could beat him. He's really surprised me. I think it it's a really competitive fight. Yeah. I think it depends on, like, like I was saying about the Colby fight, I think you're going to tell a lot from the first two minutes. And then from there, you're going to kind of see how it goes. Like, if Colby would have taken Leon down the first two minutes, like, I think Colby wins that fight. Very different same, fight. Yeah. Same thing with Driscus against Sean Strickland. I think if Driscus can get him to the ground, like. Yeah, but that's not really his game. Like he yeah. he, he get he got Darren Till on the ground, but They're Darren both. Till just has very below average grappling. Drick is uh, is just more of a he's definitely does it. He's definitely better striking than he is on the ground. They're both yeah. I think they both like equally well rounded. And I think Strickland's pretty good at getting up. Yeah, he's not really. A, I mean, he's a good grappler, but his best asset in grappling is his it's getting up. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, I think that that's going to be a really competitive fight. Yeah. And obviously the trash talk has been intense. Dude, tra- MMA trash talk recently has been going been, far. It's been crazy. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah, hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know why people are doing that. It's too much. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I feel like McGregor, Izzy, those guys are all like out of the picture now. And so that they're like trying to grab onto something. And it's like yeah. just reaching for the wrong things, dude. Like, dude, it's dead bad. family members. and Yeah, what Colby said abuse. was way too far. Way too far. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. I just feel like if you want to say something like that to somebody, doesn't matter. It you're just kind of a bad person. Yeah. Like I don't know, think you're. I mean, especially if you just double down on it over and over, and it's just you know, not just move, go with yeah. it. I just feel like that's just not good character. It's yeah. low low character. Well, just not good person. That's why I hated about it even more is Kobe Covington when they were doing the face off, and he said, "I was in character, man." I'm like. No, he said, he said you thought he said you thought this was a character. You thought that yeah, was a they, joke. they slowed oh. it down and, it, and it, he was he was doubling down on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. makes it way worse. Which is, yeah. Which, <laughs> oh my god. Either way, it's like <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Uh but oh. yeah, I don't know, man. It's just what people think they need to do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um Jake Paul. Big Ooh, KO. Big KO. Slept him. That was sick. Slept him. Freaking beautiful uppercut. The well, thing, bam. The thing that I wanted to comment on in that is that Andre August guy did not look like he should have been in the. Did you watch any of the any of the match? It wasn't very. Yeah, long. no, I watched. It. I don't. I don't think that he belonged in that ring that night in specific. I think the lights kind of got to him a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's possible he hadn't really been in a high pressure situation like that, and um, but he's got a lot of experience. You know, I think quite a bit more experience than Jake, and people always try to whenever you perform really well against a guy you should beat, people try to knock that for whatever reason. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, you did what you were supposed to do, but also there's something to be said about that, like going out there, performing, doing your thing, regardless of whether you should have knocked him out or not. The fact that you did it, that speaks volumes. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the most important part is that just will give Jake more confidence because he knows what he's capable of. He is building his reputation more. And, and his whole thing for the fight was like to fight a guy that a pro boxer would fight. At his stage in his career, like yeah, like a guy who's ten and one, it's for Jake's like whatever seventh fight or whatever it is. It's, it's a, pretty on par. I would say even ahead of par. yeah. If you look at a lot of guys in their you know seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth fight, look at a lot of great pro, pro boxers. They're fighting guys that are three and eight. Yep, or you know one and five, or you know stuff like that. They're not fighting ten and one. Yeah, so professional boxers. So I feel like it was a, a definitely. In his mind, an, an appropriate matchup, if not a challenge, mm-hmm. which he obviously rose to the occasion. So, 
I, was, I don't know. I was impressed with that. I'm curious to see where he's going to go next after that, too. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I know he wants to fight Diaz in MMA, which would be sick. Obviously, you know, if he wants to learn some wrestling, we'd help prep him, get him ready for that, take down defense, you know, shut him out. and He'd be hard to take down. Yeah, dude. Diaz, he's a big Diaz, boy. And Diaz has not a takedown guy. No. Was he going to pull guard? Yeah. Dude, also, I think... Jake would sleep him with little gloves, like for sure. Yeah, that's bro. A, that's a little good, gloves is a big difference. It's a good fight. Yeah. For him. That'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be really cool. Especially coming into I mean, his last loss was Tommy Fury, so he's two and one in his last three fights too. So mm-hmm. a lot of confidence going into that. Definitely. Um speaking of people going to MMA, I had a question for you guys. What athlete from another sport do you think would be really good at MMA? And you can't I wouldn't Let's exclude combat sports like boxing, wrestling. I had some written down. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts were. Say what you think so we can disagree. Uh, Draymond Green, 147 technical fouls in his career. That doesn't mean he's a good fighter. He has I don't to, know. I, I got that one much. who's really good. All right, go. Zlatan. Aha, bro. <laughs> that would be great. Bro, can you imagine Zlatan question mark kick? Oh, wow. my gosh. <laughs> TKO. Yeah, great. that's my pick. That's a great answer. That is uh, a really great answer. Uh, also had oh, Ray Lowe. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. Uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis would be a good fighter. He's a wrestler. Another yeah, yeah he, he wrestled in high school. Wrestled in high school? Yeah. Um, I feel like, I don't know names, but any hockey enforcer. Mm. Those dudes are all 6'8", oh like gosh. big as hell. And they that's they're Those not are fighters, great. but they, they fight in that yeah. sport. So, like any hockey player that's like a big enforcer dude. That's true. Those dudes yeah. would dominate BKFC. Oh, oh my bro, God. they'd be great for it. Like we don't have to wear skates, we dude. Just... They should start a like a spinoff of BKFC where they just fight on, the, or maybe they just wear jerseys. <laughs> I'm trying to like piece this together. I was gonna say they put them on skates in a little in a ring, but it's just ice and they have to fight. <laughs> but I'm and it's like three rounds or whatever, three one minute rounds. Or uh, they could do just they they have jerseys on they're on their feet, so they can grab the jerseys and stuff. That would be intense. Yeah. Do like, like an enforcer games? Hockey fight, fight league. <laughs> HFFL. Hockey fight, fight league. <laughs> you like it? It's good stuff. Uh, Trademark. Yeah, those enforcer dudes are sick. Yeah, they'd be good. Um, other one I had in here, Serena Williams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of another female athlete to add in there. Um, Stop yeah. trying to be politically correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, throw her in let's, there. Let's, let's get a girl that we think could actually fight. Who else would you? I don't know. I don't feel like Serena Williams could fight. She's a tennis player, but she's strong. Like I mean, like I guess I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of film on her. Neither have I. But like, but dude, there's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a there there are definitely other girl athletes that could fight. Brittany Griner. Yeah, she could definitely fight. Who's that? She's the basketball player that was trapped in Russia for having. Oh yes, she could definitely. Dude, you imagine, dude, she's got freaking crazy reach. She's like a Deontay Wilder type. You <laughs> knocking chicks out for sure, bro. Which call it? Speaking of people getting arrested, did you know that in like Bali and the other countries that you get like they can put you to death for like bringing a large amount of marijuana into their country? Crazy rules. Really? Don't do it. Crazy rules. Don't do it, kids. Bali's be crazy. <laughs> where else? You've been to a bunch of places in the world. Where else would you want to go? Good where I'm at, man. <laughs> you don't like anywhere else? You know, Ronan, I think you should just worry about being you. <laughs> that doesn't make right. any sense. Don't worry about me so much. Hey, listen up. Yeah. You do you. Okay. 
I'll do me. All right. Next question. <laughs> France. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to visit. I'd like to visit Paris, or maybe you know, you have south of France. No, I've never been to Paris. Really? I've been to Nice. 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 Okay. How <laughs> is that? So that's how you pronounce. You don't know that. Nice, France? You're so untraveled. Anyways, let me let me give you a little lesson here. So Nice is the south of France. It's on the Mediterranean. It's a short train ride away from Monaco, Monte Carlo. All right, city and a country in one. Had the sandwich before. Monte Carlo. Okay. Anyways, great sandwich. But actually, the richest country per capita in the world. Monte Carlo. No, no, Monte Carlo is a city. Monaco. All kinds of dope, <laughs> all kinds of dope yachts, cool stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice place, man. Nice beaches, good food. Was there for a wrestling tournament when I was eighteen, so I had a fun time. But yeah, you should you should go. Yeah, all can right. I can I have a day off to go there? No. All right. Well, <laughs> and if that, but Tony, you you already been to Greece. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ask nice. Ask me nice. We'll see if you can have a day off. <laughs> Bo, could I please take a day off to go to Mon- Monaco? No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Italia, man, Malta, and then I'm good. Then I can just stay here and have a couple houses here and there, yeah. and that's it. Boom. That's how Fair. you do it. Great answer. Absorb this information. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. I really want to go to Japan. Well, oh, yeah. that's I'll, all three of us wanting to. Yeah, nice answer. We're gonna do a group trip to group Japan. group Japan trip. Do and it. I'm not really. I want Tokyo for a few days, maybe like a week. But I want to visit the Japanese countryside. I, yeah, I want to go to the monasteries. Yes. I want to. Yeah, I want to learn like some the olive crazy farms. wellness tips. And yes. yeah, yeah, I agree. Be be amongst the uh, what are those trees called? The pink ones, uh, cherry blossom trees. Is that what you have in the freaking? Yeah, yeah. Be amongst the cherry blossoms. Dude, uh, Schultz was talking about our boy uh, Jiro. Yeah, and he was saying it's trash. What? Jiro dreams of sushi. He's saying it's not good. He like he's like double like I, every time I hear him talk about it, he like doubles down on how bad it was. He was like almost inedible. I'm like, dude, okay. Does he eat sushi? Is he a sushi guy? Yeah, and he likes sushi, and he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, he hated it. Maybe it's just a different style over there. Yeah, it must be like super authentic, but it, I couldn't imagine. Being I can't. Bad. It the just, dude dedicated his entire <laughs> eighty-nine years he, of life to. He dedicated eighty-nine years of life, all for Andrew Schultz to call his work trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Gosh. I feel like it was okay, and he was like, "If I say this is well, trash, he might have just hyped it up super heavy." Yeah. Yeah. Still, I'm just like, well, we still got to try for ourselves. Yeah. But of course, that's, that does. I'm just going to um, forget that that was ever said. Yeah. In Japan, too, have you ever seen that they have, like, uh, sleep pods? Like, they have some crazy methods of hotel. Crazy technology. Huh? Yeah. So really? that you can, like, rent, like, a five-by-five five little room with j- literally just a bed in it. And it's, like, I don't know how much. be perfect for you and yeah. Tony to stand together. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Exactly. That's the plan. Yeah. I spent well, seven um, years of my life like that. And in Japan, things they freaking invented this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ever do. Have you seen our old apartment? <laughs> I saw Tony's old apartment, and I thought I was no, like, no, no. We don't talk about that on the yeah, pod. Too okay. far, too far, too far. <laughs> my private cell, and it wasn't for viewing. <laughs> Can't air out his dirty laundry on the pod. Literally, right. I had a spot for every single thing. 
<laughs> just because it was the size of this room doesn't mean that it wasn't efficient. It was not as big as this room. It was a little smaller, but <laughs> it was great. Um, now I live in this big house. I got married and yeah. so much room. And What do you even do with yourself? Sometimes I just walk around it and like... Whoa. Yeah. Well, two ba- Who needs two bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one's a half. <laughs> but still... <laughs> Dude, that was something I had to get used to when I got this place. It was weird not like doing work in my room. Yeah, like having like office. a separate room for like everything. That is nice. Weird. I don't know. I still have an office in my room, but um, <laughs> it is nice having separate like a chill room, an eating room. What's it like not having roommates for you? I personally like it. I like being by myself. So like, I also don't like when real loner, mysterious. <laughs> Well, I have, I have Tim. I do have Tim. Oh yeah, we forgot about Tim. Tim Tim sticks around. He's he lives in my closet. But um, oh, yeah, he didn't have money for rent, so I was like, and, you can uh, take the closet. All right, okay. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. Like, I like it for right now. I mean, dude, twenty three, whole life ahead of me. It's true. But I'm you only did, gonna have this you once. You did make a good chili today, though. Proud of you for that. Thank you, man. You it's good. one of the few things I'm good at. So it's really good. Appreciate it. Very yeah, good. Appreciate Second it. time I've had it now. Yeah, I did make it during Bo's last fight week. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the opportunity to indulge. Tony, what was? Uh, are you good at cooking at all? Um, <laughs> <laughs> define good. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you would cook for someone else and be like, "Oh wow, that was really good." <laughs> Chicken right, I'll tell you this. My wife loves my <laughs> eggs. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Goodness Dude, gracious. a frat guy could cook those. And uh, Good Lord. What else? Uh, All like, right. Let me just explain. <laughs> so, Tony, we lived together seven years or so. I don't know. Maybe more. Maybe less. And uh, the entire time that we lived together, I saw him cook exclusively Four things, maybe. Eggs, potatoes, sometimes white, sometimes sweet, chicken, and ground beef. And none of it had any salt on it. None of it had any pepper on it. None of it had any seasoning on it whatsoever. And this was this man's life. He would eat eggs and potatoes with ketchup for breakfast. After workout, he'd have a sweet potato and a protein shake. And for dinner, he would either do unseasoned chicken with another potato or ground beef with a potato, all unseasoned. And then maybe sometimes once in a while he would put some Frank's Red Hot on it. People pay good money for the information that he just shared. And this was seven years of his life. (laughs) So can Tony cook? The answer is no. Bro, here's my philosophy on cooking. I seasoned his chicken for him once. And he went, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. I was like, dude, <laughs> I put salt and pepper on that. What? Imagine what would happen if I actually seasoned it. Bro, he's wild with the seasonings, first of all. He's like, I'm not wild sh- with the seasonings. making it all like it tastes good. But I'm a this, freak. I sh- I'm a chef, dude. This is my philosophy. I have another thing on that. I, I, this is my philosophy on cooking, dude. We were just talking about this. I cook for efficiency. And... The, the amount of effort that I would have to put into making my food taste good for, like, a 10% increase of me enjoying my meal is not worth it to me. Dude, but going like this with a couple of spices, not that hard. 
it's not worth it for him. It's not worth it. Like I, I'd rather because it <laughs> makes it, it makes it a little better. So I, I'd rather be like, no, this is just not good. I'm gonna like just eat it to, to eat it. Or it has to be like really, <laughs> really good. good. Like if someone's making me food, like when Bo cooks or my wife or, or my like pops or my family, yeah. like I know I know it's gonna be good, so I'm gonna enjoy it. But when I, when I'm cooking, it's like it's just me. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just trying to get the nutrients in. Now I'm I, I am increasing my game a little bit if I'm cooking for my wife or someone okay. else because I'm gonna put some love into it because I care nice. about them. But for me, it's like no, you're getting it, you're getting it, and you're not gonna enjoy it. So you have just pepper and. And salt? No, nothing. No, nothing. Um, no pepper, no salt. I can just picture your spice cabinet, just one thing of salt that's like half used. He doesn't have a spice cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> he has Himalayan salt to put in his electrolyte. Yeah. If you need it. Redmond's, Redmond's real salt. Yep. You know, there've actually been some new research on Himalayan salt and so that it has uh, strands of mercury in it. Yeah, that's why I don't use Himalayan salt. I use Redmond's real salt from Utah. <laughs> Free game for you guys. So Redmond's real salt. You know, go look them up. Number one salt in the world. You know, for multiple reasons. One, the mercury stuff. Also, do you really want your salt traveling thousands and thousands and thousands of miles to you from, uh, you know, the different places that, that that it comes from on shipping containers and, you know, all this chance of, you know, different things to come in contact with it? Or do you want it coming from Utah? If right? You, like, we don't have a sponsor from them at the end of this pod. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> um no, but I've been watching a lot of chef um, movies. I've all, I always like chef Burnt. stuff. Burnt. I'm, so I just watched the uh, No Reservations. Oh, I love yeah. that one. That's so good. I don't remember that one. Catherine Zeta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Zeta. She's she's a beautiful woman. Not my cup of tea, but she's she's attractive. She's great. In that's her. That's the perfect role for her. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, what was I gonna say? But so I've been watching a lot of that. I uh, watch a lot of like uh, Mise and Place on, on YouTube. Like, you know, I just, I, I appreciate the discipline of a good chef. Absolutely. And that is my new answer to your question uh, that you've been asking at the bachelor party and other things, like in an alternate reality. Because that's be? enough, f- like far away from what I, I do currently that I think I would be like a Michelin star chef. Wow. Yeah. I love that for you, bro. Thank you. I love that for you so much. I wouldn't. Um, you like the discipline of the it. The discipline of it. Yeah. So it, you'd be like a French traditional chef. Yeah. Like I, w- I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, like I probably wouldn't be big on eating my own food, but like I know that everyone else loves it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care about this. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to care about it. <laughs> oh, I love that for yeah. you, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. What do you think you are in another life, Bo? There's many other lives. Yeah, I'm talking about things. this a lot. I would say, I don't even remember what my number one that was. I would say right now, I would probably. I'm watching a lot of Suits, so I'd probably be a lawyer in Manhattan. It's a great mm. show. Yeah, so great. I'd show. probably just like wait for other lawyers to try to come beat me at a case, and then just bitch them out. <laughs> Just like Harvey. Specter. Every time we Harvey ask Specter. this question, every time we ask this question, it just depends on what show he's watching. <laughs> he's does. like, I think I would be a Viking warrior. <laughs> I think I would be a plumber who wears overalls and a red hat with an M on it. <laughs> and I would have a brother that wore the same outfit but in green. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but yeah, I don't know. I think that. I would do something in business or law or bird law. Bird law. The best damn bird lawyer you've ever seen. <laughs> or I would, owning a bar in Philly would be fun with like uh, my Owning a bar would be cool. With my friends and in uh, Philly. 
Yeah. Like four like, of your closest like, like friends. Like a, yeah, four of your closest friends. And then, uh, you know, one of them being an old guy you share a bed with. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Top three all-time show. You know what I think would be cool as well is uh, to be a a private pilot. Ooh. Be like a pilot. Because I was thinking, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. This is funny. <laughs> I was like, we were driving by the airport and I was like, oh, dang, I'd be dope to get a pilot's license, this and that. And I was like, dang, could you imagine if I was single and <laughs> I took a girl on a first date and it was me taking her up in a plane? Game over. <laughs> I forget about it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, imagine like if a dude like took you on a date and the first date was, oh, let's go fly my plane. And you go fly and it's like all beautiful and the sunset and all that. And she was like, I don't, would be great what are you doing? I'm nine months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, no, 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 I was like can a man dream? <laughs> yeah, just hypothetical, obviously. Duh. That would uh, be, yeah, it would be a power move. I feel like I just want to, Get a pilot's license, though, anyways. Like, Good, that's yes. something that's very reasonable to do, anyways. Like, I'm going to have to do something yeah. after I retire and make, you know, 100 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Put sure. some time on the, put, get some time in the air. Get some miles. That's a great answer. Great answer. I can see it. Who's, who knows? Anything's possible if you believe. <laughs> that's fair. All right. What's up, Ronan? What's next? Direct the conversation. Come on. Uh, get, <laughs> you're getting in your head. I know we're dropping a lot of knowledge on you. Bro. Ronan's, um, Ronan's like, sorry, I need pilot, to take a chef, <laughs> Lauren. Like, no, sorry. Know, there's a lot take, of jobs out there. Like, that's a great. I'm going to get my pilot's license to solely do that. It's All a right, great well, don't copy you, me. If you get our, your pilot's license, you're just going to be driving our us jet. Flying us around. <laughs> <laughs> Camera in one hand, just facing backwards. <laughs> yeah, we do need to clarify. Not all of us need to get our pilot's license. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. So. One of us. You guys figure There's it out. There's no point in multiple people in our group getting a pilot's license. <laughs> um, any big goals for 2024? <sighs> That's a deep question. Yeah. It's, you didn't preface anything before yeah. you dropped that. I think it was like that. Deep. It's just pretty. go ahead and drop a bomb on us. Just like the most <laughs> important thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can't just riddle off goals. I didn't. Well, the other ones also in in let's get. You know how much heart and soul I put into my goals? It's unbelievable. It's multiple suns worth of power. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other question that I had written down was even deeper. It says, "Did you fail at any goals this year, and what did you learn from them?" That's a great question. I would just, I would just I would ask you to say let's get deep because that usually like switches my mind into yeah. It. Well, usually I'm not. He's, we're not even on the let's get deep yet. This dude's going way deep. Wow, a wall on us, dude. Yeah, bro. Come on. All right, let's talk about failure. No, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have had anything, you're, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, there's still there's still multiple weeks left in this year, so it ain't over till it's over, bud. But yeah. I've already accomplished everything I want, so we're good. Yeah, I can't complain either. The woman of my dreams, I'm pursuing my passion. God loves me. Great family. Great friends. Thank you. Dude, you had a good year. Good year. I'm happy for you. Thank you. This is a big year for you. Big growth year in areas that I haven't put attention on previous years. Definitely. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I feel like uh, you're making good choices. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Most of the time. Ronan, you're doing okay. You're good, too. 
No, you're figuring a lot of things out, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that this year for me, I failed at all my goals this year. Well, let's hear it. Let's talk so, about it. So <laughs> I can help you with that. Some pretty lofty goals. I wanted to get you to a million followers on Instagram. Oh, dang. Failed. We're close, though. Uh, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Failed. Where did we get to? Uh, we're at 3,400. 3, all right. Close. Um, get a girlfriend. Really failed at that one. Can't help you with that. Um, run a half marathon. Back bothered me. Couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot about that. That kind of fizzled out, huh? Yeah, dude. My back was so messed up. You let it slide. It was bad. It slid. Out and of then the... I started bulking. I was like, God, running. <laughs> Can't. I mean, you started eating Oreos? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, continue. Yeah, but I think that me failing in all those... Oh, make six, six figures this year. Failed. And I think that all of those things, they were lofty. But at the time, I didn't think they were. Um, and I think what it taught me is that, like, a year is very short. Hmm. Like, it's not a lot of time to achieve some of the goals that you set out for yourself. But I did set myself up to accomplish those goals in a better fashion next year. And I think that that's what my big takeaway from not achieving those things this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, too, to note, like, those were all, that's a lot of stuff to do in a year. And those are a lot of big goals. So I think it's should, it's important to not try to, you know, set the bar lower for yourself. You should, it's almost more important to set it higher to where it's almost unachievable that, you know, you're going to end up further along than what you would have if you'd have set goals that were half as big, right? Yep. Like if, you're, if your goals right. were half as big, maybe you would have got them all and that's all you would have got. But, you know, you, you did better than that. So, you know, I think that setting big goals like that is uh, is really important, almost unachievable to where, you know, sometimes, at least for me, like I don't even want to tell people my goals because I'm, I'm okay telling people I'm close with, like, you guys' mm-hmm. goals, but I don't want to tell everybody my goals because they're going to be like, they're not going to understand. They're going to be like, project their right. energy on Exactly, yeah, and I don't, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I I think that you should keep setting bigger goals. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think a really great Matthew McConaughey quote that he talked about is like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he was talking about like, uh, it was it was some kind of speech. He just won an award and he goes, uh, somebody asked him like, who's your hero? And he says like, it's me in 10 mm-hmm. years. Nice. And who's your hero again? Like, it's me in 10 years from now. And I think about that a lot. Like, I think about what, like putting myself back in high school and like uh like would that kid be proud of me today and i think that's super important to me now just like thinking back on that like am i making my younger self proud or am i being like a degenerate and doing stupid stuff yeah there's one quote it's like people overestimate what they can do in whatever it was like six months to a year and they underestimate what they can do in five to ten years right Mm. so it's like what you're on that process of building momentum to get where you want to be and you could have set a goal like Bo was saying for 25k subscribers and hit it maybe you would have been at like twenty five thousand and one, but now you're almost ten thousand more than that because you set a loftier goal so i think you're you're right on par with that set for sure huge goals shoot for the moon land among the stars yeah well like. i th- <laughs> kung fu panda <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's kung fu panda, but it should be <laughs> well i think that like in general, you learn 
like you, we've talked about like learning from your losses again, like um, learning, you learn a lot from losing whatever it is. And like, you also learn a lot from failing your goals. And I think that that was like at 23, like losing is one of the best things that can happen to me because as Gary V puts it so greatly, you have so much time, so much Mm -hmm. time to do great things, so much time to like go out and achieve the goals that you actually want to achieve. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people want everything right now, which it's not a good strategy, you know, not a good long-term strategy. Um, but on the other end, I also like what Elon says, and he basically says, how can you achieve your five-year goals, your 10-year goals in one year? Like, mm-hmm. try to just, like, really, like, figure that out. Yeah. And so instead of, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what car manufacturer, it might have been Henry Ford or somebody like that, at the beginning, like, nobody, nobody believed that they could basically manufacture that many cars or you know narrow or, or basically streamline the process well enough to where it was reasonable and he was like we're not just gonna or, or or no it was a it was a it was a i can't remember what automaker but anyways they said um they got bought out and they were like all right well what what's like the most outrageous goal that we could achieve this year and they're like we want to do like this many cars and they're like all right so that's like the most you think you could possibly do, like top, top end in one year. And he was like, all right, yeah, yeah, that's it. And they're like, all right, you have to do it in six months or you're fired. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, what? Like freaked out at first. And they're like, there's, there's no point in freaking out. Mm. Figure it out. Yeah. And they did. And they did it. And it was like unbelievable. That's but, uh, sweet. Yeah. So I think that I've been ba- bouncing back and forth between that too. Because I don't want to, I don't want to expect everything to come all at once. But I also have had scenarios where, I tell myself I want to achieve this by then. I want to achieve this by that time, and then instead of, uh, and then being like, you know what? Why not? Like, why mm-hmm. not bring that in? Why not do that this year? Why not yeah. do that? Do that now? Like, why do I got to wait three years to do it? So, I That's think cool. that you kind of got to balance them. Yeah, there's a law. It's called uh, Parkinson's law. It's uh, the goal that you have will fit to the timeline you give it. So it's just like what you're saying. It will condense to six six months or it will stretch out to a year but the process will be the same right so it's like the the idea of what you're explaining and and i think there's definitely a place for that like think of a goal that i like to i like to kind of review my year and set my goals um right before the new year and just think about okay what what can i set a goal for three years and then like all right let's condense that into one and there's there's a a place for that which is cool i haven't really thought about that right no, for sure. I feel like it's uh, it, it you you don't want to you don't want to sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think that the main the main idea with goals is if you wherever you set them, if you're intentional about it, it's probably what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And whatever you really believe, like, I think some people set goals for themselves too that they, maybe they don't really believe. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, this would be nice, yeah. But it's that's not really uh. Um, that's not really a goal. That's more like a thought. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the clarity that turns into a goal, dude. I got it. So I got to message this guy back. But um, you remember um John Gordon? Yes, he spoke at Penn State. Yes. however many years ago? Yep. And Long Island dude. Yes. Who yeah. is he? He's a motivational speaker. Okay. He's written a few books. Amazing speaker. Oh. I just remembered this. So he messaged me right after 
or maybe right before or right after one of my my last fight and uh, i didn't get it um until after the fight and then a bunch of stuff was going on so i didn't hit him back but i'm gonna hit him back now because he basically just said like good luck or whatever and then he said remember i'll just pull it up because i don't want to butcher yeah but dude it's a sick quote Uh, he was great oh here it is bo i'm rooting for you commitments are greater than goals wow Ooh, I loved it. That is a great, great line. That's sick. I'm messaging back real quick. I just remember reading this briefly, and I don't know why it just popped in my head right That's now. That's cool. It's like perfect. Yeah. What a dope DM. That is a great line. You remember uh, what? Do you, you remember what he talked about? Kind of um, at faintly. Penn State. Yes. I just remember um, he was talking about like what successful, like what successful people have in common yes. and stuff, and and uh, he was like. There's one trait. It's one word. And who knows it? And I was just like immediately thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, I think I know it. And uh, he's like, I'm going to give you a hint. It starts with a G. And I was like, okay, oh, I definitely knew it. <laughs> and somebody raised their hand and goes, grit. And he was like, no, but that's a good one. It's a really good one. And I was like, gratitude. <laughs> and he was like, boom, there it is. And I was like, yeah, the best let's go. <laughs> Yeah, he did. A, he did a great uh, speaking event at Penn State. We all ended up going for. I don't know if it was required or not. I don't think it was, but uh, it was just an athlete thing. Yeah, but he was awesome. We all loved it for sure. Do you guys buy into that kind of stuff a lot? Like the motivational speaking? Do you think it like kind of depends on what they're saying? I feel like some of it's kind of gimmicky. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just pick and choose. Like, if it resonates with me, it resonates, and I'll just I'll choose to take motivation out of it. It, n- it never hurts to get motivation out of little things. Um, but if so, if it's someone credible and, like, I know about them too, then I'm more likely to listen to what they're saying. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of good messages out there and, you know, a lot of people that are um, basically, you know, preaching a lot of good, positive things. And I think that the people who... I guess are just trying to make money or do their thing. Like they kind of get weeded out for the most part. You know, if their message doesn't really stand up, then I think people, I think you can see that. And especially if you are in tune and aligned yourself with, you know, positivity and, and your own goals and, and your own values in life, like you can kind of weed out who is, genuine and real and who's not but i think there's a lot of good messages out there i like i enjoy listening to (laughs) how about you me you don't believe in that do you i don't really the motivational speaker thing i don't know man maybe at like one time in my life but right now i mean like my boat my big motivation i thought this i had a conversation with myself have you guys ever like just talked to yourself all the time about every, every day like, that's what I did. I talked to myself in, in front of a camera, and I talked about, like, I asked myself, like, what is, like, the big read? Like, what's your motivation behind doing this? And one one of my answers was I want to make my parents proud because, like, that's super important to me. Like, I want my mom and dad to know that, like, I'm good, and I want to be able to take care of my parents. And then, two, like, something that's very interesting. I don't know if I've ever talked about this with you guys, but... um. My friend Louie, who passed away in a car accident, he's a wrestler. And I remember going back for the first time and, like, talking to his parents and stuff. And they were, like, super proud of me for, like, working with, with you guys and stuff. And so that was also one of 
my my big motivation just like to honor him so i think that like watching those motivational speakers yeah it might give me like the instinct of like oh like yeah like let's go work out whatever it is but i think that a big i think the big difference between people who are successful and unsuccessful is their constant motivation to doing what they're doing and I think that the motivational speakers are great to maybe like reignite those things, but I don't think that should be like the sole thought of doing something that you want to do. For sure. I think that um, just to kind of clarify the person that's going to stand up and try to be like rah, rah, that type of thing. That's not really for me. I don't really like get motivated, motivated by that either. Right. I was more talking about people that have practical applicable ways to improve your life or uh, to achieve goals mm -hmm. so right. i agree with what you're saying uh, that the people that are like you can do it baba this or that like that stuff doesn't really do much for me like i'm already there yeah when i like i i don't i need anybody to help me to get there but i enjoy listening to people more i guess advice and mm -hmm. i don't know what you even call that but uh that type of speaking but like we were talking about John Gordon and he was, ta he talks a lot about basically I, to like summarize, it's like how to live a better life and achieve your goals and things of that nature. So, and just practical ways to like win over your, yourself and your mind mm -hmm. versus, you know, like get pumped up like that. that yeah. That's mm -hmm. not, I don't really, I, I feel like we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I phrased it, phrased it a little bit differently. Yeah, I yeah. guess you, motivational speakers to me were more so people that are trying to teach something to help people achieve their goals. But I, I, there are people that just like try to fire people up, mm -hmm. which some people need that. Some, I, like I said, I personally don't, and I think you're kind of alluding that you don't either because it just needs to be consistent. Yeah, I think that the. I think in general, the most successful people are driven by like something that they have their eyes on, like whatever it is. Um, and I think that's what like, that's what makes successful people successful. Like you have a drive to be like one of the, some of the greatest fighters of all time. Right. So like, that's like, that's a goal. Like you want to be pound for pound. Like you want to win the, you want to win a belt and that's like, that drives you. Right. So I think that having those aspirations and that, I, like, I don't want to use the word motivation because that's, like, that's not the word I'm trying to use to describe it, but that drive yeah. to want to achieve something that big. Um, I think yeah. that's what makes people, that's a huge difference in the difference between, in my eyes, successful and un unsuccessful is yin and yang. Like, there's no in-between. Maybe you're an in-between trying to get there, but the difference between successful and unsuccessful people are just, like, to me, it's it's, like, black and white. Like, I think that there's certain qualities of successful people, and then I think that there's a lot of qualities, of, like, uh, for unsuccessful people. Like, I don't know if there's, like, a real big... It, yeah, I mean, it depends what, what, like, area of success you're talking about. Like, someone cannot be successful in their career, but maybe right. they focus more on the relationship or they're working to, to balance it out. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like, there's, there's certain qualities that you exhibit, like, discipline, dedication, commitment, hard work ethic, like those kind of things that you're referring to that point towards someone being successful across the board. But if they don't exhibit those, then they're probably in a spot in their life that they don't want to be at kind of thing. Yeah. 
and I think it's all kind of in your mind, right? Like, like what Tony was saying, some people want a lot. Some people are very content and happy with what they have. And I think that being successful is more about, you know, self-mastery and getting what you want versus, you know, what anybody else says is success. Like, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are extremely wealthy that are less, in my mind, less successful than somebody who, you know, has nothing but is is happy and, and content in their life and their relationships and with themselves. So I feel like whatever your goals are, you can be definitely be successful or unsuccessful at it, but it's based on that person and their goals. Right. Like what you're saying is very true. I think that there's a lot of like, like a, you, you, you can look at people that are, that are content, not content, happy, unhappy, successful, unsuccessful, and wherever they're at in life, whether the world looks at them as successful or not, it's kind of in their own, in their own mind, really. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, the last question that I had before we get to wrapping this up is what was your biggest takeaway from this current year? I think that I had a lot of big takeaways that were, that were really good. I think that 2022 was a good year for me to let go of, uh, of judgment of other people and judgment of myself. And I think that 2023, so it was, it was something more so that I needed to let go of. And I think 2023 was a good year of growth in what I want to prioritize as a person. And I feel like a lot of what I was battling was having such big goals in my career and wanting to achieve, you know, big things versus just being a good husband to my wife and being a good dad to my son, who's going to be born soon. And I don't think you have to pick. I don't think that I have to be unsuccessful in my career to be a good dad and a good husband. But I do believe that it's important to make the choice of which you prioritize over which. Because I think what I see, at least from a lot of people, that they prioritize one or the uh, they prioritize one or the other, and then you know your your choices and your time and everything's going to kind of align around that. And so for me, I feel like I'm not to take away from any of my goals. I still am going to achieve those just the same. They're still just as important to me, but it's just more important for me. My fa- my family is is more important to me than those goals, and. Again, I think it, it maybe it sounds weird, like oh, you got to sacrifice for one or the other, but I don't really believe that. I think I'm just going to be the best version of myself, continue to grow, continue to improve, but also prioritize my wife and my son over myself, basically. Yeah, mine's kind of similar, but I think I took away like a new layer of life from this year, um, being so self oriented like Bo was saying and focusing on my own improvement I felt like I reached like a good max of that point on my own and then now that I've met my wife we got married and a lot of this year was just was just growth relationally you know when you're like I said when you're alone there's only so much you can do 
when you incorporate someone else into your life that you're relating to uh, in a loving relationship day in, day out, it just introduces so many more areas that you can be better and how you can be a better example of, you know, what God designed us to be. And he says, you know, in the scripture, it's not good for man to be alone. So he creates Eve for Adam. And, and I think a big reason of that is, like I'm saying, there's there's so much growth and understanding of yourself of the other person of people in general you start understanding your friendships better you start understanding your relationship with god better with yourself and so my biggest takeaway this year was just a new layer of depth to my life that uh, i didn't know before and now it's like a new layer of joy of understanding of humility of uh ways that i can improve of ways that i can serve another person and um it's just exciting to have that added on to uh, what we already value so much in our in our career and in our personal life, and it's like I feel like then there's gonna be a whole other layer when you have when you have a child, and it's like it's just very exciting to have so many different steps that God uh, puts in our life to ultimately draw us closer to Him, but also to understand ourselves better, and it's it's really cool. So that was like another checkpoint for me this year was the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that what, one thing that's really big that I don't know this for sure, but I feel like what type of energy you put out, it really gets given back to you. And when you decide, I believe that when I decide to put positive energy and effort out into my relationships with my wife and my son and my friends, that that gets put back into me and that allows me to be better in every area of my mm-hmm. life. And, and most people think of it as a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to sacrifice time away from my work or away from social or whatever it is to be with, you know, maybe family members. But yes, I think when you prioritize them and you give them that positive energy, you're really teammates. Yeah. And we're all, we're all in it together. They're going to be able to feed that back into you. And really the universe is going to feed that back into you as well. And you can, you know, reach even even bigger heights on, you know, whatever areas you were maybe trying to trek solo prior. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm just learning and trying to figure this out. But that that's like the inclination that I have, right? It's kind of maybe reverse of what the world thinks. But I think that's the way that I think a lot of things are that way in the way that God designed us and the way the world is working currently i agree 100 percent two years ago i would not agree because i thought i thought it was going to be a sacrifice and take away from what i want to do but now i definitely agree it just adds it just adds to life in general like i can't explain it any other way than like it's just more life and so um it adds to what you do in your career it adds to what you do on your own it adds to your daily interactions it's just love love is never going to hurt you um from what you're trying to do or accomplish and if it is then you're not focusing on the right things and yeah dealing with, dealing with it correctly yeah i know we're we usually like wrap up kind of at this point but i feel like i kind of i i, I want to continue this because i feel like the more i want to have so many experiences in life and i i respect people that like pick we were talking about jiro earlier mm-hmm. like he picked one thing and he just did it for 90 years. Yeah. But personally, 
like I don't want to live my life that way. I feel like I would, I get more out of experiencing a bunch of different things. And I don't think, and I think that the, the natural human instinct is that all these things take away from each other. But I just, I don't believe that anymore. I feel like they add to each other. And, and part of being on this earth, like being able to experience, like I've been, we've, we've all been very blessed to be able to experience a lot of different things, a lot of cool things, a lot of interesting things and meet a lot of people. And I feel like you almost, for me, at least like, like I want to chase that feel like feel more of the different things. And not only my, like my relationships and, and, and what I'm doing, but like really what whatever god brings me mm. like he's bringing different opportunities different people some are some could be viewed as positive some could be viewed as negative but the, the when i look back on however like 27 years of my life you know i've pursued a, like when i was young i was very very laser focused on wrestling that was it and really from probably 23 24 to now i feel like from 23 to now I've had more life experiences than from zero to 23 because I've been more open to those things and more receptive from what like God is putting in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I want I don't want to look back at 57 and be like, wow, I, these 30 years, like I poured them all into this one thing and I was so zoom focused on it that I missed out on all these other great, great things or, or, or just more so I don't think of it negatively. I'm more so think about it at 57. I want to have as much growth as I did from 23 to now, like, like every, every year more, more and be more open and learn more about just what's going on in the world and stuff. That's a great take. I think that the term that you're using is like a generalist, like doing a bunch of different things, right? Right or wrong with that. But like you're honed focus on like a couple, right? At the time. More so what I'm saying is that I'm interested in experiencing the whole range of I'm I'm in, in the whole range of like life, you know, versus having to I, I respect and I very much zoom focus myself on certain things. But I think that it's wrong when you feel that God's putting something in your life and pulling you in a direction to not listen to that and to just stay on the own, your own path of your choice. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that the important part is discerning what's distraction, what's worldly versus what is a message. And But I feel like I really enjoy just a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to agree with that as well. Life's too like I going off like I think one of my big takeaways this year was that like you only live like it's it's really cliche, but you only live once, right? So why not smell every flower that you can? And I think that one of my biggest problems over the past year or two was being like very hyper focused on getting good at one thing, but just like videography, photography, like all falls in the same category. I'm saying and that made me miss out on some things in college that I kind of wish I experienced, but I don't, I don't regret it or anything. It's just the fact of like, now I recognize that, you know what, maybe 
going out on Wednesday night with friends isn't too much of a bad thing. Maybe there's something fun there. Like it's an experience. Like that's not really what I'm. <laughs> I know. I know that's <laughs> what not I'm what sa- you're saying. So what I'm but... saying is more so like so I didn't go out in college at all, and I, I don't regret that, and wish I did. What I'm saying more so is like there's different areas of your life that you can experience that aren't good to cut off. Like I'm not saying like go party, go, go do whatever, go do, do this type of stuff. I'm saying, okay, if I have a career that I'm focused on, that's great, but I don't want my career to take away from relationships. I don't want, you know, anything that's like, I don't want to take away, like, like, let's say there's opportunities to make more money. I don't want to chase that in lieu of being able to spend more time doing something else, you know, I, I want to be able to experience experience more things on, on a positive sense. It's not like just let loose and just do whatever I want to do because it feels good in the moment. It's more so like there's genuine things in life that maybe you feel like you can't do or that maybe uh, whatever societal pressure is 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 – telling you, you know, you can't like, I I liked starting MMA because I got to start over doing something and pursue that with my whole, um, whole mind, body, soul. And, 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 but at the same time, it's like, if that, if that, if the point comes when I need to change directions and do something new, which it will, I'm not gonna be afraid and hold on to that or feel like, oh, this is the only thing I know. Now I got to just be an MMA coach or be a wrestling coach and fall back on it. It's like, you yeah. got a long, lot of time to do a lot of different things. So, but I think people, but, but again, like I, I said, I also respect people who just pick the path and, and take, take one thing. I just feel like there's a lot out there and I don't mean it. People might take that wrong and think, go party, go do, take, take the route of least resistance. Like every path I take, for me personally, I would like it to be the narrow path, the more, more difficult path. But that doesn't mean that there's not multiple of those down the road. Does that make sense? Yeah, I wasn't. That was just a bad I example. Know, yeah. But like, the point of like experiencing different things is something that like is part of life. Like that's what you should be doing. Like whether whatever that experience ends up being. Like if you want to go, like I have the inclination to go play the piano. Like I should explore that for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like rather than just, I felt so like, I think that being narrow minded is a gift and a curse because like you were saying, like traveling the path, less traveled, like, which is typically like you focus in on one thing and you become like very good at it. It's okay to like kind of go through those nooks and crannies in the forest. And eventually like, there's something else out there. Like there's a different berry to pick. There's not just like, there's not just oak trees on the path. There's something else. Yeah. You know, what, what I'm hearing is like, you're interested in a, in exploring your interests, not your urges. Yes. Like you, you have a lot of things that like a pull on your heart that you're like, Oh, I would really like to like walk down that path and see how far I want to go down it. But still, if you like zoom out from your life, it's still very narrowly focused, right. but you're just like, Oh, I would like to like take this, these tree roots like a little bit and see, see where they lead me. And so I think that that's like, that's amazing. And that's going back to like the success thing. And now that I think about it, like I, I wouldn't say it's black or white because someone can be, someone could be exploring like six interests at a time and having the time of their life and feel successful. And to them they are. And if they're living in a morally like 
acceptable way in their mind and in the eyes of God, like they're successful. Um, if someone is diving into one thing for 30 years and, and mastering it and through that they master themselves, like they're probably going to think they're successful too. So it's just, it's all like subjective. But as long as I think what both saying is like, he wants to explore his interests and not give into the easy thing. Like, yeah, I would really like to go out and, and do drugs or like go sleep around because right. that, that's like what I'm like, what I'm being, my urges are calling me to. It's like, no, it's not that it's, it's like, let's not cancel out any other idea of what my interest can be because I'm pursuing one single thing. Yeah, that's absolutely what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not, it's not about at all. Like the urge of every human has natural urges and feelings to do certain things to, self-medicate or just make you feel better about yourself in that moment but really what i'm talking about is yeah is more so stuff that just feels like a part of life a part of life's experience that aligns with my values mm -hmm. like if, if i feel like something aligns with things that concepts that i'm interested in doing like i really enjoy creative problem solving and something that is is difficult something that is you know not many people are going to do that's high pressure like as long and, and you know amongst other things as long as it kind of aligns with that scenario if i can get there through whatever avenue this is like that's that that interests me like i kind of want to pursue that a little bit you know right now that's fighting and and a little bit of business that, that like pursue those things. And then obviously relationships are, are a similar thing. Like it takes a lot of discipline and effort to have healthy, positive relationships. So you, you know, you have to put time into those and it's, there's a lot of creative problem solving in that. So I feel like that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, it's not mm -hmm. the urge of feeling like, you know what? I really need to eat a whole cake right now <laughs> or feeling like whatever, you know, I want to yeah. go do this or that. Um, th that stuff, you know, I think, that's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be something that you feel as a human. But I feel like moving past that, now it's you have a good system set up to find success in areas. What areas are you going to pursue? And some people might pick one. Some people might pick two. Some people might pick 50. And it's you're probably, if you pick 50, not going to be as good at all those 50 as somebody that picks one as he is at that one. But that's everybody. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm more so saying, like, there's a lot of things that kind of grab my attention, and I don't mind putting a little bit of effort into into different things. Mm -hmm. Our longest pod yet? Longest pod yet. Hour and 21 minutes. Um, yeah. Just wanted to say, since it's our last pod of the year, mm -hmm. thanks for everyone that's listening. <laughs> Thank you for everyone that subscribed to our channel, follow the podcast. Really means a lot to us. Um, thank you, Justin, Mikey Locks, Liz, all from Better for helping us out. Shout out Tim behind the camera. Um, thank you guys. Thank you, bro. For giving thanks me a bunch for, of advice. Thanks for sneaking on here and making it <laughs> uh, making it a better podcast than what it was. He pulled a little saint, just <laughs> crawled in there and then found his way onto the couch. <laughs> Love it, bro. Very grateful for you, Ronan. You yep. do a lot of work, you do a lot of stuff you know obviously you're on the pod but you do a lot behind the scenes as well and uh we you know we both appreciate you all the work yeah. that you put in to help grow this thing of course appreciate you guys and you 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 
evening us out. Yeah, it you, just you, be a little... it really rounded out. Otherwise, you're just we're just looking in a mirror, so <laughs> it helps us a lot. And and we're taking over. Nichols and Times is taking over in 2024. Number one podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Number one podcast in the world. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you. Love you guys.